Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. My name's Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Lots of great adventures happening. And silent partner Mike is here, man in the knobs at Mission Control. Good to have you all listening in. Thanks for your support of us and sharing all these podcasts with your friends. And today we're going to be talking about the idea of building community. And, Dad, you've got eight ways here that you can build community. Really, this is about the church building into the community what it should be doing. Um, Lots of people today are looking for a church that's active in its local community, not just sitting on a road that everybody drives by, they show up, they visit the church, they hear a sermon, everybody goes back to their normal way of life, and the church has no involvement in the community. The, the, The thing that people are looking for now, especially millennials and and gen z and x and all that down below the millennials they're really looking for a church that's active in its community doing imagine that a church that actually does something yeah and what we've discovered is we've been rescuing and restoring and renewing some churches and trying to bring vision back to churches that are really dead or dying what we found is they've hurt their name in the community Right. Um, people in the community don't want anything to do with that church because of X, Y, Z, some bad thing that happened in the past or some somebody offended them in the past or whatever. Exactly. And so that same church is still it's still sitting in the same zip code where the damage occurred. Oh, yeah. And the neighbors are all still the same neighbors. So now you've got to restore and rebuild your name. And we're just going to start by saying that's going to take some time. It takes a lot of time. It takes. Don't a lot. get in a hurry, and don't get yeah. Don't get overwhelmed that the new startup church around the corner just mm-hmm. took off like gangbusters and has you know 130 people attending it within three weeks. Yeah, and you're still struggling with seven and ten and fifteen. Yeah, because, because that sort of explosion is not something you can just make happen overnight. Right, and it may not even be the kind of explosion you need. Right, exactly. You let the Lord add to the number of your church. Yep. You don't try to do it in a hurry, but take your time. And what a church that's in a community should be doing either whether it's healthy or not is building community relationships. So I'm just going to throw out a few ideas that uh, I had a conversation with another pastor a week or so ago, and we started talking about things we can do to help the the community. How can we reach into the community? He and I put this little list together and I thought, man, I need to take that list and turn it into a little podcast for us. We gave everybody the same thoughts. Yeah. Which we do all the time with little lists that you have in your pockets. So this is a pocket list episode. Um, Sounds like milk and bread. I got the wrong list. Yep. It's, it's It's all coming from pastor Stan's uh, little personal notes. Peanut butter and jelly. 
So. Um, okay, so the first one in the list, and this is all, these are all very, very practical, as practical as peanut butter and jelly. I love peanut butter uh, and jelly. The first one is very support humble. local teachers, uh, which is a great idea, and I'm sure that um, mom would agree with us and approve of this <laughs> yeah. point. Um, yeah. Trying try to make points with your mother, the teacher. Yeah, teachers need all the love and support they can get because, let's be honest, the, the lives of teachers, no matter what grade level they're teaching at, it's just not an easy life. It's not an easy career. Um, we know this from personal experience, yeah. how, how much they do it and how tired they are when they get home. So COVID made it, COVID made it way worse, but, yeah. but every small community church has a elementary and middle and probably high school nearby. Right. Yep. And the teachers in those facilities, many of them, um, they're, they're almost like the he, unsung heroes of your community. They're not, they don't get a lot of attention now that maybe their parents are doing this a little bit. But the truth is the church should be very uh, sensitive to and try to n- notice and help local teachers where they can be helped. You know, as a, as a small church here, we've reached into the neighborhood school, elementary school right down the street from us, and we've taken them. We've asked the principal, uh, what, what in the world can we do to help you? How in the world could could our little church help you? And she just gave us a list, a ginormous list of supplies. A lot of the kids that attend the the school just down from us are are fairly impoverished, so they're not going to be able to afford the right kind of markers, the right kind of crayons, the right kind of small personalized marker board that they're required to have at their desk. So instead of the school eating that cost, we just decided we could help with that. And we took, I don't know, um, 30 or 40 baskets, um, crates, milk crates, I call them, full of teacher supplies to the local church down the local school down the street um elementary school right gave them actually the the principal asked us to show up at a teachers meeting where all the teachers were there so they could give us a little credit for it which we didn't really want but but the teachers were able to see us bring in literally my truck and new, another pickup truck and another pickup truck full of crates and we just sat them down and like have at it um but those local teachers now know that that our little church cares for them, and yeah, we, which care, is all, we care about their point. kids, and we care about them. And uh, so, so continue to do that kind of stuff. That's that's a community touch that you can start and slowly build relationships with. Exactly right. And secondly, in your list is to open your church nursery up for big community events. So, how exactly does yeah? That let's work? let's say your let's say your little town or your community is having a Valentine's parade or a Christmas parade, or the city Christmas party is at the city square tonight at you know the Christmas party might not be good because kids would want to be at that, but the Valentine's party, maybe not or yeah. some other event. Right. Um, say they're having a chili cook off or whatever. And you could just notify wherever they're posting all that. You could let the community know, Hey, our church is going to make our nursery, um, and our children's play area available for kids under fourth grade or whatever. You pick the age group you want to serve. If you want to be a part of that, but you don't want to have your kids with you the whole time, especially if you're helping with some of that chili cook-off, like you, you're you one of the hosts or whatever, we're just going to cover that for you. There's no charge, yeah. um, and they'll be in a safe environment. No we babysitting have, fee. Right. <laughs> safe environment. We're going to have videos, you know, VeggieTale videos and all this other stuff for them to watch and play with. And, VeggieTales? Yeah. Did you just – I think you might have dated yourself. Is VeggieTales um, still a thing? Absolutely. Still, still around? Thing. Yeah, okay. they're doing really good. 
<laughs> but we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do videos with them. Uh, you know, we'll take care. We'll have food, you know, pizza or chicken nuggets or whatever for them. But we're just basically gonna take care of your kids wow, as you a are, service. Man service to the community right right so your nursery can actually become your nursery and nursery care workers can become part of the community outreach if you have three or four families or moms or dads that will volunteer to when we can let's just open up the nursery and be available to our community you know on very important days and then number three in your list is small business support, which is definitely something we have been able to have experience with here at Northside over the years. We've had several small business owners who have attended our church, who have been active in our church and served in our church. A lot of local businessmen and women from businesses that repair things to restaurants to all sure. sorts of stuff. Sure. So how does this work and, and what would you do in, when it comes to actually like tips and suggestions for pastors who want to engage with and connect with those kind of people. If you have members of your church um, that are business, small business owners locally, uh, you'd obviously want to patronize them, get to know them well, get to know their employees, even mm -hmm. see if, you know, once a month you can just come over and pray with them before they start their day or right. as they end their day, whatever's convenient and works for them. And then the employees get to know who the owner's pastor is. Sure. And uh, there's some good accountability there. Um, and but but then you just want to meet the owners of local businesses around your church uh, facility um, businesses within you know five or six or ten miles even depending on how rural you are sure get to know the guy that runs the local hardware store get to know the guy that runs the local pizza shop um, and and meet those managers and and I would just say as a pastor you know when you meet them don't just be hey my name's Stan or Bill or whatever. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a local pastor, and I really appreciate you having a business here in town. Right. It helps our community for us to have this pizza place or car dealership or whatever yeah. it is. Or it might even help your church. Hey, our youth group is using you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's another angle. But yeah, you don't yeah. ever want to make it sound like it's just for – No, but, but I would say – But to, it, build, it still builds a relationship. Sure, yeah. build a relationship. Yeah. And then ask them, hey, can I, can I come by just fairly often and pray with you yep. over your business and – and if you have something specific, hey, we're getting a new inventory of this in or we're going to change this or I've got to find a new manager, I want to pray specifics. But I also want to just pray for God to bless your business. You're right. a business in our community. I want to pray a blessing over that business. It's a great idea. Yeah. Really good idea. And then number four in your list here is do you have parking spaces that can help businesses or schools? We've talked about parking spaces before even in some of our comms episodes previously um especially within the context of like first-time guests but this is a little bit different so yeah no this is a, this is a, if you're a i'm thinking of a couple of the churches we've served recently with 614 their church is literally landlocked up against right. several other churches mm -hmm. several other businesses right um the church near our home where we live is directly across the street from the high school ball field yes yes it and is. so every time they have a football game they yep. have not nearly enough parking across the street at the high school mm -hmm. uh definitely not convenient parking there no the convenient parking is the church parking lot right across right the across the street and, and so everybody just walks across yeah so the, so this little church just opens up its parking lot and yep. they have at times they have adults out there hosting that and oh, yeah. greeting people and saying, hey, and, 
you're welcome to use our parking lot till it's full sure. and it, it's always filled up you oh know? yeah so I, I would say that parking lot probably has 50 spaces maybe counting the grass and everything you can do a hundred and something cars sure but if you get a chance on a friday night to host a hundred cars and just say hey to them and even give them a little card that says yeah. you know we appreciate you using our facilities we're here for you if you need something here's here's a prayer request card or whatever you want to do exactly there, there's just a way you can use sometimes you can use and maybe there's a business maybe it's not a football field but maybe there's a business nearby that wants to have a big whatever shindig and have a block party and you could say hey our facilities you know our parking lots available for that if you want to set up one of your bounce houses in our parking lot since it's right next door or right down the street um you know we'll help host some of that with you and again you're helping you're helping the small business guys you're helping your community football team you're helping your schools nearby um but you're finding ways to build connections with them yeah and you've got to be intentional about that is the other thing too this isn't these aren't these kind of tips and suggestions when we do episodes like this it's one of the things i think about a lot is these aren't things that just sort of magically happen or that are just going to pop up. Sometimes you do have to be intentional about this. You're going to have to put forth the effort. You got to look into the yeah, neighbor, the yeah, community. Yeah. That's get to yeah, know your community, get to know your community. You, you, you're going to have to be that pastor that it's willing to go uh, meet new people and go to the, the local diner, or meet the person at the new pizza mm-hmm. place or the new restaurant in town or the local restaurant in town or, or something like that. So right. yeah, the intentionality behind it is, is a very important aspect of all this. Yeah. Um, and then number five in your list is, uh, do you happen to have a gym or maybe some fields at your church that could be used by local park sports leagues? And we do this here at Northside a lot. It's been a great outreach ministry right. for us, uh, forming relationships with parents and kids and students because we'll open our gym up. Um, and you never know if they're going to attend your church on a Sunday or Wednesday, but that's not really the point. No. Um, it's about loving on the community and serving the community and letting the community know you know we're we're here to to you know because we we love you yeah yeah we have we have a large field out behind our church and uh, in years past we have a, a lighted softball field that's in pretty big need of repair the lights are but it still works enough that the local park teams who have nowhere to practice can actually use those facilities and 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 it's at no cost to them for us to light the field if they need it in the early, when they start you know when time changes but also just to keep our fields cut and clean for them as a great blessing for all those people um and there's trash to pick up when it for every year when it first kicks off season first oh, kicks yeah. off we have to go through and pick up all the trash and we do have conversations with the parents i'll I'll go out there during the middle of an afternoon oh, yeah. when they're at practice and just talk to some of the parents and say, hey, could you do me a huge favor when y'all get ready to go? If you can pick up the water bottles the kids leave or the 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 lunches, the dinners the parents bought and ate and left sitting by their car, uh, you know, if you could pick up for us, that would help us as a church not to have to. And most of them are very respectful of that once you, once you run that gamut a few times. But you have to get through the challenge of it. And you have to, again, we're just building relationships. And... You know, I want them to know we're glad they're here. I want them to know that we want to serve the community that way. So we find ways to serve the community by helping open up. We we have an old, old gym. It's in terrible need of repair. The flooring especially is in horrible need of repair. Very much so. Uh, we just put a new roof on a few years ago, so the roof's finally good. But but there was a lot of damage done to our floor, and we still have some flooding issues uh, from underneath that floor. 
but it doesn't the local schools here in in our town the local schools have stopped allowing park leagues to use their gymnasiums after school because of the cost of lighting right the, the bill the light bill <laughs> yep. is too high oh yeah so so we're just willing to absorb that little bit of cost. It's not very much. We've run the numbers, and it's really not that much. Sure. So pretty much six days a week during basketball season, um, regular park league basketball season, and then there's another league that comes in behind them, and then there's a church league that comes in behind them. Uh, so for the, you know, really from about November all the way through March and April, our gymnasium is going to be used by a bunch of people that aren't us. Yeah. None of our none of our families currently. Well, there's probably two families right now that have kids in those leagues. Um, but there's been times where none of our families were plugged into those leagues at all. Right. Those, those teams that practice in the gym, we don't know them. They don't know us. But they're here on our facility every evening. Yep. And we're able to go out. And while we're in the kitchen cooking meals for Celebrate Recovery or whatever, you know, our our ladies and our men that cook will go out there and meet those parents and talk mm-hmm. to them, meet the coaches and talk to them, oh, ask yeah. the coach, do you want some of this chili we made or some of these rice we made or whatever, and uh, stew we made or whatever, and you build relationships that way. We'll send them home. We'll send the coaches home with meals oh, you know, yeah. in, and, in our to-go boxes. And, so. again, you may never, ever know what kind of long-reaching impact that can have. So It's just, it's again, it's building community, but yep. it takes time, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some challenges to some of that. Yep, very much so. Mm-hmm. And then number six in your list is to support town workers and identity. What do you mean by identity? Yeah, the the town has an identity. Okay. Um, for for example, um, for a long time, this part of town that we lived in, uh, and just I guess north of us, um, northwest of us, would have been the the steel mills. At, well, no, I'm thinking of Birmingham. Yeah. The paper mills paper are down mills. here. Steel yep. mills, Birmingham paper, paper mills, are mills here. here. So a lot of the blue collar people that would attend the kind of church we have were all paper mill men, right? And paper mill families, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you're if you're if you're mostly a college town, now you've got an identity that looks like that. If your if your town has a lot of tech in it. And the the businesses around there are mostly tech businesses. That's your identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe it's a medical. A little bit of all that around our church now. Yeah, maybe, but maybe it's a medical. If your church right. is up in the middle of a whole bunch of medical facilities and sure. buildings and units, sure. and, and all that, or, or there's a really big hospital right next door, right, right down right down from you, right? Then then the medical field is something you need to be looking into, and yeah. to, to you know to tie that to to number seven, mm-hmm. what. What is your town known for? What is your what is the trade? If it's a farming town, then you need to have once a year where somehow you let the farmers know, man. Oh, yeah. Our church is all about you. Well, and I'd say again, this goes back to to what I said a second ago about intentionality. If you and if you don't know, I mean, and some of the, some of this is probably going to depend on how long you've been the pastor of that particular church in that particular area. But if you don't know what the um, what trade your town is known for or what the identity of your town is, do a little bit of research. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And, and the research, and I'm not even just necessarily talking about Googling stuff with your town, although that could be helpful, but talk to, talk to some of the people in your church that have lived in that town for a really long time or, or go to the restaurants where the owner has been there for forever and say, you know, what, what is this town known for? Yeah, what is this town known for? What sort of agricultural trade or right. you know industry is here right. that I could connect with? Yeah, so so and then and then find ways to honor 
Yep. Find ways to honor that trade, those things. If it's farming, always. If it's farming, try to have a Sunday, and you're gonna have to work hard to get this started. It'll start really small and slow. Sure. Oh yeah. But if you can just get three farmers, if there's thirty farmers in your community, maybe three of them would come. Oh yeah. Uh, give them an, a a. A, a, a way to appreciate them on that Sunday. Yeah. Teach on something. We were teaching through um, the sword, the parable yeah, of the, the sword par- today. The parable so of that, the yeah. Something like that. But it actually fits. Yeah. Tied in, tied yeah. in that way. There you go. Um, but find a way to honor the, the community identity. Sure. If it's a whole bunch of teachers in your community, like if you were in a college town or a town with just mostly the high school, college, and junior high, like we talked about before, have a, have a Sunday dedicated to teacher dedication. We're right. gonna we're gonna bless our teachers as they start their new school year. Right. Um, but but again, learning what that is, and then finding a way to do that, and regularly doing that is going to tell the community people, people in the community, it's going to slowly restore your name and slowly restore the the honor of the church caring about its neighbors and right. its community you know the bible says we're to love our neighbors so oh yeah that's that's us trying to find a way to do it very practically and look at very specific ways to do that um obviously the first responders are very easy every town has first responders um have you got your firemen your policemen um you got your paramedics and all those guys and those first responders those first responders are critical to any community right and to have a day that you would say to just get one of them that you know is saved to come give their testimony and invite two or three others to come hear it and then gradually you begin to build that to where you know every third Sunday in October, whatever, is our first responder Sunday. Yeah, and you never know how that might take off. Yeah, and slowly but surely, you try to get as many there as you can yep. to honor them. And it's a great idea. Go go to a neighboring town and get a, real, a retired one that has a great story to tell or whatever. Yep. Just a lot of ways to do that. We, we have a 9-11. Um, we had connections for a long time as a church with the 9-11 call center here in, right. uh, in our town, and it's not far from our church. And so we also known as the 911 911 yeah sorry however that's supposed to be said anyway but but the 911 call center for us is is really important and our church had connections with it so so some of our ladies decided we should get to know how to help them and the guy that we knew that knew a bunch of those people said man they love it when people just send them gifts like cookies oh yeah so we did homemade cookies and brownies for them for several months we did it monthly and it was the here come north sides bringing in a basket full of whatever you know and that's a very tight lock tight facility so yep. you got to know somebody to get in there um, but you just send them a blessing and we started getting letters from them and thank yous and just made their night i mean that's a pretty stressful job oh yeah when you think about that so again you're finding ways to get into your community and identify with a certain group of people um, to let them know as a church, we are thinking about you. We're not just thinking about ourselves, and we're definitely not just here to see if you're going to show up, but we're reaching into your world now. Exactly, exactly. And then lastly, number eight, you can always find some unwed mothers, shelter, homeless kitchens, faith-based rehabs, which this is something that's really big for us here at Northside, especially the rehabs, and builds some connections and relationships there. You know, 
you've you've been able to teach at s- several of the local faith-based Correct. rehabs here. Um, and once you get your foot in the door and they know that you're the pastor that's committed to that and willing to do that, you start to be able to form that kind of relationship. Yeah, and there's even two different types, e- even in that. Let, let's say there's a, a unwed mom's home in your town or a um, abused family home that shelters people and you can get your foot in the door there to to lovingly begin to care for them, be a counselor uh, with them, a, a, an encouragement to them. Maybe you just bring f- supplies to them every so often. They need always need children clothes or whatever. So m- maybe you can find a way to do that. If there's a homeless kitchen, um, a, a homeless center, we have, we have guys uh, even tonight. Uh, we're doing this broadcast on a Sunday, but we have people going down to the rescue mission here in town to give their testimony right. and, and be a blessing to them. So whatever that is, but but there there are several ways to do that. One is I'm going to go down here. I'm going to go to this rehab center, uh, and I'm going to teach because I want to go teach. But the better way is I want to get to know some of these people and see how I can help them and how my church ministry family can help them. Right. And what the guys on these rehab places, the guys in these rescue homes, the guys in these homeless shelters – the women in these rescue shelters, here's what they figure out real fast. This guy's here for himself. He likes teaching, and he's a really good teacher, by the way. But he's here to teach and go. This guy's here to get to know us and figure out how to help us. And the difference in the two, as I've observed difference. over the last eight or ten years of ministry, the difference is the guy that when he's done teaching stays. Sure. He either comes early and builds relationship or he stays and builds relationship. Exactly. Um, when he's not supposed to be there to teach, he shows up to visit a, right. few, a few times with the people in those ministries, and he checks off with them. And then later on, he's picking up a guy who's about to graduate saying, hey, I found a job for you. I'm going to go help you fill out the application the day before you graduate. So on your graduation day, you've got a job. Right. And that's the guy, the the, the men on the campuses, the women on the campuses, the the people in the rehabs and the homeless shelters, that's the guy that everybody goes, now that guy, that church really does care about me. They made extra effort and yep. extra time to come and figure something out in my life that I couldn't have done without them. Yeah, it's and, all about going that extra mile and it not being about them. Yeah, and just get plain old good discipleship and shepherding. Oh, yeah. Getting to know somebody, figuring out how to help them, and you know, driving them to a job interview. Exactly. Um, so, some of them, they just want to ride to Walmart to get, the, their favorite deodorant because the mission didn't provide their oh, favorite yeah. deodorant. They just, you know, and they just need a ride. Some, something that little, man. I'm just going to take you to Dollar General, let you get your favorite deodorant, and we're good to go. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, man, that guy really cares for me. I'm like, that, really? That makes their day. That yeah. makes their day. All I did was get deodorant for you. Man. Exactly. So, <laughs> but just listening out for that kind of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. so these are ways to help serve your community, help restore your name. As a church, sometimes we get bad reputations. Sometimes we just have an uphill climb to be restored into the community well. And some of these things are very necessary and practical. But yep. a church that's not doing any of this is is really not serving the community. Well, and is going in the other direction. Yeah, is is damaging their reputation. Yeah, and so the community figures that out really, really fast. Really fast, exactly. So. All right. Great tips. Great advice. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content and dialogue helpful as always. I'm Josh. That's Stan. Silent Partner Mike. We'll catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thanks for listening.